From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, this is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. We're very thankful today for the privilege to be right here on this station. I'm glad that you've joined us today, and if you are a newcomer, that is, if you've just found us, we're delighted to welcome you along with a large family of friends who join us on all of these stations every single day. We're pretty excited about what we get to do here and thankful for the opportunity to do it. Now, every single day we open the Bible. We talk about the things the Lord's given us in His Word. And right now we're in the midst of a series from the book of Philippians where we're just highlighting what is found in that epistle in the New Testament, picking out the very strong points and then building around it the context where it is. So really what we're going to do by the time we finish here, we're going to be through the entire book of Philippians. We will have touched every base that there is to touch. But we're doing it with a strategy that I call highlighting, simply building off of the mountain peaks that are in the passage. So today we're in chapter 2, and we're looking at verses 12 and 13. I do want to remind you that if you'll write me a note, I'll send you a sample copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper, and I think you're going to find a lot of things in the paper that'll be helpful to you. We'd be delighted to do so if you'll simply write me a note. I'll give you the address at the end of the broadcast. Here's our text today, Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So today, as we look at this passage, I've entitled this, Working Out What's Worked In. Now, a lot of folks get mixed up on this whole issue of faith and works. There's some folks who believe that they are saved by faith, but they have to add works to it right along. And if they don't add the works, they think that somehow they lose their salvation or maybe it doesn't accrue sufficiently so that maybe they don't get saved at all. So it's a faith plus works with them. And that, of course, is not what the Bible teaches. There are other folks who take the approach that it's works entirely. They will acknowledge that Jesus came, died on the cross, but they really are not putting their trust there. Their trust is in what they do. They are working and working and working and hoping that every day by living a clean life that they will make installments sufficient to earn themselves salvation. Once again, that is a false economy. It is a false setup, and it simply is not the Bible way. There are other folks who take the approach I'm saved by faith. I trusted the Lord. And when they do, by the way, they are saved. But then they take the approach that there's no need for me to work at all. I don't have any responsibility before the Lord. I don't need to be doing anything at all. I'm saved. And basically, they take the approach that salvation is just a little fire insurance so that they don't have to go to hell. Now, they're saved if they've trusted the Savior. But they, too, are off the mark here, and I'll get into that and explain it to you momentarily. Now, there are other people who look at this. They understand the Bible message. They're not making stuff up on their own, but they're doing what the Bible says. They do put their faith, their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and in Him alone. They believe in Him. They trust Him. 
they put their faith in him, and they claim the salvation that he gives, and then they go about the business of working for the Lord, serving the Lord, living for the Lord, and day by day there are works, but their works are not to be saved, but their works are because they are saved, and that is the Bible message. That is the Bible way, and we make that point clear here because there are so many, many folks who are mixed up and confused on this, and very frankly, a lot of the denominations, a lot of the so-called Christian denominations do not have their message clear. They do not have their message right on the subject of salvation and the Christian life, and this is the most basic thing of all. Now, let's be clear. Even this passage that we're looking at here, because it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And a lot of folks think that means they've got to work their way to heaven. Well, that's misquoting the passage, and it is a misstep because that's not what the passage says at all. And I'll get to it in just a moment. But I do want you to understand, salvation is the subject here. Now, remember, this is a letter to the church at Philippi. It was at Philippi that the jailer asked the question, Acts chapter 16 and verse 30. The jailer asked the apostle Paul the question, what must I do to be saved? His immediate answer was, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Also, we saw in the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 26, the Bible says, for you're all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So here again, it's not one salvation for this generation and another salvation plan for another generation, or one century it's one thing and another century it's another, and also it's not something different in Galatia than what it was in Ephesus or what it is in Philippi. No, the fact is everybody who is saved gets saved by putting their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. You know, when my birthday rolls around and my wife and other members of my family give me birthday gifts, or at Christmas time when my wife or my family gives me a Christmas gift, I sure do not expect to get a bill for it the next month. I don't expect to have to pay for the gift that is given to me. And the same thing is true here. The Bible terms are pointed, they're precise, they're specific, and they nail the issue. And when God says he gives a gift to you, that's exactly what he's doing. You see, salvation was bought and paid for by the Lord Jesus Christ when he went to the cross and arose then from the dead. That paid for your salvation. And so if you get salvation, it'll be because God gives it to you. He will give it to you when you trust his son. And so you're not going to get a bill for that later. You're not going to have to work and work and work and work in order to be saved or in order to stay saved. Works, however, are a legitimate Bible subject. Remember, in that chapter 2 of Ephesians, verse number 10 says to us, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So he, through the Lord Jesus, has provided salvation for us, and then God does have a design. He has a plan. He wants us to work with him, work for him, and to do the things that are becoming. Now, Titus chapter 3 and verse 5 says, 
that we're saved not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. So folks, let's get this clear. We are saved by faith, and then we can go to work and please the Lord with the things that we do. Now, this instruction that we have here is given to a church, and that church is made up of individuals. And he tells them, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now, let me illustrate it for you like this. When I was growing up, they always had a garden, a big garden, raised lots of vegetables in the garden. I mean, sometimes a half or three quarters of an acre would be committed to the garden. And very often I would get home from school and uh, I would look for mom and I would say, well, where, where are you? Where have you been? She said, oh, I'm out working out the garden. Dad would tell me, you go when you get in from school. You go out there and work out the strawberries, work out the tomato patch, whatever. What was he telling me? We already had a tomato patch. We already had a strawberry patch. We already had a garden. You cannot work out what you do not have one of. What he's telling us here is we have to have salvation if we're going to work it out. Well, how do we get salvation? Verse 13 that I read to you says God works it in you. And what God works in you, when you put your trust in Christ, he declares you just. He declares you saved. He declares you heaven bound. And so that is in work. That work of regeneration is a work of God that occurs within us when we trust the Savior. And then he looks right at us and he says, all right, work it out with fear and trembling. That is what you've got worked in you. What God has done in you, you should let that show. Let it be on the outside and do it with fear and trembling. So God works it in you, and then you go to work on the outside. Now, you say, uh, when he says fear and trembling, why does he say that? He's just telling them to be diligent in your Christian life. Be intense in your Christian life. Be faithful in your Christian life. Be fervent in your Christian life. Exercise your priorities with integrity. Do what you do as a Christian and do it well. Don't go sloppily heading around just uh, any old thing will do for the Lord. No, give your best. Show yourself strong. Do what you can do and do it with energy. Do it with excitement. Do it with intensity and be very, very much anchored in your character. I mean, let yourself show real well as a Christian. That's all that means. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Be intense about it. Be strong in what you do. Now, you notice he also introduces this paragraph by saying, Wherefore, my beloved, the fact is, he addresses them like that because they are saved. You'll notice also he uses the term, your own salvation. So these folks are saved. The instruction they're getting here is an instruction to save people. So he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, and we're to go about this in the direction that God would have us to go. Verse uh, number 13 says that God works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So what God wills is something you and I ought to pay real close attention to. He has worked in us, provided salvation. Now then, we have the privilege and the responsibility of living the Christian life, walking the walk that we ought to walk, and we should do that based on finding, discovering, and living the Christian life by the will of God, doing what God wills, and not only that, but what pleases Him. You'll notice this verse, uh, number 13, says, and to do of His good pleasure. So what God wills 
and what pleases Him ought to be what we will. It ought to be what we are pleased to do. And whenever you're saved, I'm telling you, it gets you a Heavenly Father. And I think if you are saved and thinking anywhere near right, you're going to be saying, my Heavenly Father has instructions for me. He has a design for me. And I'm going to try to be a good family member. I'm going to try to be a good child of God and serve Him like He would have me to do. Now, two other things we need to note here. Verse 12, he says, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. The Apostle Paul was like a mentor to these folks at Philippi. And your mentor has influence even when he's absent. And he says, I'm grateful that you're good, you're behaving, you're right when I'm there, but I'm so much more excited that even when I'm not there, you are still functioning like a Christian should. And you notice that much more term? that much more factor. I mean, today's frivolous, shallow, hang-loose kind of Christian behavior. I mean, so many Christians today, professing Christians, I'll say, it's like they have a me, myself, and I mentality. And that, all of that is not New Testament style. It's not right. It's not working things out as it should be worked out. So you and I need to get settled our salvation put our trust in the crucified and risen Christ, and then go about the business of working it out, letting it show, and just letting the in-work salvation be very obvious as we put it to work. I hope this will help you to understand this passage, and it is a highlight of the book of Philippians. Now, I'm so excited every day we get to do what we do here, and I'm glad that you join us as often as you possibly can, and I hope that you'll be with us again tomorrow. In the meantime, ask for a free copy of our Sword of the Lord newspaper. I'll be glad to send it to you. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. So until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day and goodbye for now.